welcome to episode nine. Nine. Just one nine, not two nines. Of the old Titans. Once again, I am John Paul. The one and only B-Man, and today with us, back by nobody's demand whatsoever, <laughs> Maroon 5 is back. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Wait, wait, so you're saying I'm rich and have multiple different hit records? Oh my gosh, what a compliment. Thank I you. I am saying absolutely no one likes you. <laughs> Except funny. for all those people who bought all those records. Yeah. yeah. Actually, was... Maroon 5 was pretty good. No, they weren't. Yeah, 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 they were Their first time. album was probably my favorite. That's the way with a lot of these yeah. groups are, especially in pop yeah. circles. Yeah. First album was great, and then you never hear from them again. Well, we or can go back start, to the Red Terror if you want. Or, yeah. they, or they start just copying like other styles, yeah. and they completely lose root of who they are. Yeah. Or they decide, this isn't working, I'm going to try country, and they're really not country. Oh, speaking of music, though, I noticed you didn't change our theme song yet. No, I just decided to let people clap for us and cheer, because it feel, feels really good, because then we think somebody's actually listening to us. We had a listener the other day. Yeah, we did. We did have a listener. That's Thank you, whoever you are. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hello, person. Hello. Okay, now you've had a call out from all three of us. Yes. So, yay. All right, well, let's get started with today's um, flashback to the question from last episode. Yes. Now, if you were a superhero or a supervillain... When would you tell your loved one, wife, spouse, whatever, or significant other, that you were this person? Or would you tell them, ever? Like, in, what point of time in your life? I guess it could be different if you're a hero or a villain right. or whatever, but I'm not going to worry about that difference. I'm going to say, for me, and it's probably different with each person, I would probably kind of follow the Superman, Clark Kent pattern, which is... When you're ready to make that life-changing decision of actually moving forward with their life together. So, he proposes to Lois Lane, he tells her he's Superman. He didn't do it while they were dating or when they are just working together. But if you're going to ask somebody to marry you, that's a huge, major, life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. They deserve to know what they're getting into, in my opinion. So that's probably, for me, that'd be the, the key moment. See, I'm kind of stuck on this, because part of me is like, you know what, I like being mysterious and that kind of stuff, you know. Mysterious. But if I'm Superman... Mysterious. Bum, bum, bum. The music's playing right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not okay. I believe that song saved to you. Yes. But, you know, if you're as cool as Superman, I couldn't hide it from anybody. I, I would tell, like, I'd tell the entire world. I would. You know, you got to keep a secret. No, I, if, you were, if you were Superman or had yeah. Superman's powers. If I had the powers of Superman, I wouldn't keep a secret identity. Yeah. So, chances are my wife would know, like, from day one. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that, that's just how it is. I'd like to say, no, secret identity, I'd be hidden. Uh, I, I won't tell anybody. Uh, John Paul's got a point, and you got a point, too. It depends on the powers, I guess. Like, if I had, like, this godlike powers, I probably wouldn't have a secret identity. But if I had, like, Spider-Man-type powers, <laughs> where I pretty much live and died almost just like anyone... I guess it would depend on the person that I'm with on how on whether or not I would tell them. But there is a serious downfall to this. There is. For example, like, number one, if anybody knows your loved one's in danger, because yeah. you're a hero or a villain, whatever. Number two, if you try to keep a secret, divorce rate is so high in this country that most likely your relationship, I mean, half, you have a 50% chance, because I'm in disaster, yeah. that your identity could be all over Facebook the next day. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, revenge. Speaking of Facebook, John Paul. Yes? Anything you want to tell the rest, our viewer? Since you requested it, I'll let you tell them. <laughs> we now have a Facebook page with absolutely nothing on it at the present moment. Hey, so, hey. So don't go look at it. like a picture and 
Is it this a picture? collage of pictures? Oh, collage. A collage of pictures, which I, you haven't even gone to look at it, have you? I have not. Yeah. Well, I yeah. went there. I went to Facebook earlier. Okay, you went to Facebook. Okay. Anyway, it's a collage of pictures, and mm. they welcome and a link to our site where you can listen to all of our wonderful podcasts. Yes. So if you're that one listener we have, mm-hmm. tell your friend. Y'all are so proud of your one listener. We are proud of our one listener. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he's a good listener. Yes. He really is. Mm-hmm. We love him. Her, whatever. Yeah. I'll go with him since, you know, rode an elevator with him yesterday. Did At least you? the one I know about. You know. So We actually have over 100 listeners right now. 100 total? Plays. 100 plays. 100 plays. Not 100 listeners, but 100 plays. So that's exciting. Across eight episodes, this is being number nine. Well, Next time we have to do something big for our 10th anniversary. We mm-hmm. do. Yeah. We're stretching the, you know, definition of 10th anniversary. Happy anniversary, by the way. No, not, not, not next time. Oh, I can get you in a minute. It's, it's the okay. next episode. The 10th episode is the 10th I'll buy some that day. Okay. Okay. Nice. okay, sounds good. All right, so with the question and answer and general banter. Yeah, that was general banter. General banter. General banter. General banter. General banter. General banter. Um, <laughs> with all that behind us, Let's move on to today's topic. I think last time I promised we would talk a little bit about one of my favorite authors. I'm going to go say my absolute favorite because I've been reading his books now for probably the last uh, three to four years, tops. But he's up there. But he's up there. Yeah, I've been around for 48 years, though. Read a whole lot of other people for much longer than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raymond Feist, Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, C.S. Lewis, plenty of good mm-hmm. ones. We'll see how Sanderson stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. So far, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. And it's definitely my favorite right now at, at this exact moment. I mean, I'm, I heard of him, and I wanted to read his books. I haven't read any of them yet, so this is going to be one big spoiler to me. But, you know, I've followed authors many times. Like, I've read a huge series, um, at least 20 of these guys' books. You've heard of uh, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> He's pretty bit, good, I hear. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of his books. Yeah. So I, I am a reader, believe it or not. I'm very educated in that manner. So I understand what I'd like to follow a guy here. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. Yeah. Okay. Phrase, yes. Maybe a little bit different in length of books between Sanderson well, and Well, Seuss has... They're tall books. They're tall. They're tall books. You know, Sanderson's books... Are Not a lot of depth, but a lot of height. Well, Maybe know. a lot of if emotional stack, depth. If you stack all the Seuss books on top of each other, they make a pretty decent-sized tower. Now, what oh. are you more likely to kill somebody with? A Dr. Seuss book or a Sanderson book? Because Sanderson books are smaller, heavier. How many, bo- how many Seuss books do I get to have, and can I... Drop them on someone. Um, one book a person. One book. If you had to pick a book for weapon, would it be a Seuss book or a Sanderson book? Are the Seuss books hardcover? Yes. Yes. They're all hand. They're oh hard. yeah. Well then, yeah. They put the little that little corner in yeah. somebody's skull. Oh yeah, it's over. Because mm-hmm. I cut myself constantly with those books mm-hmm. all a, the time. It's almost like, do you want a katana or a broadsword? Yeah. Katana moves faster. Mm-hmm. That'd be the Seuss book moving faster. But if you get hit by that broadsword, yeah, you're down. But you, you know, that's, that's it. But you see it coming. You see it coming, but sometimes that doesn't matter. But I when mean, you have tiny you know. arms like mine, you got to go for speed. Okay, okay. No, so, I do love Brandon yeah. Sanderson books. So we've agreed that Dr. Seuss is better than Sanderson. I disagree, I think. Well, I will say this, and I think Sanderson would agree. Over the lifetime of their works, Dr. Seuss has educated and influenced mm-hmm. this world in a much bigger and broader way for more people. Much like a um, Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street or anything else, you know, they, Dr. Seuss's stuff has a special place in all of our hearts. 
But we are a little off topic. A little bit. Well, yeah. And, you know, you and I talked last week, and you said, I'm going to bring up Sanderson. Like, that's a great idea. You know, I mean, I don't know nothing about this guy. Yeah. Like, well, we'd bring in an expert. So you went through your whole list of people, and we can get any of them. Not one person at all. So, you know, you know, the Red Terror, she knows, like, no, no, we're not going to call her. We, we, we can do better than that. <laughs> the fact that I work right next door certainly, you know, didn't help either. No, yeah. and the fact that you walk in on our shows anyways, you're probably going to walk on Hey, listen, one. hey, listen, I got work to do occasionally. <laughs> but I, I, I know a little bit about Brandon Sanders. I've, I've only read the first part of the Miss Bourne trilogy, the first three books. Yep. So, I mean, based on what I've read, the man's imagination is just vast. And that's and that's one of the big keys people um, have. Um, meanwhile, in case anyone sounds distracted here, we've had a spillage from the bee man. So if you, you hear just any take, take you anywhere. moving around, you know, we'll we'll have that. Take you no, no, that's all right. That's It'll all right. be okay for now. It'll be okay, okay for now. All right. So my first exposure to um, Sanderson is actually one that you almost made it to, and that's the Wheel of Time. Not, not necessarily the first things he wrote, but my first exposure to him was Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time is a, I believe, 14-book series. And I read the first two. You read the first two, all right. The first 11 were all written by Robert Jordan. Okay. And they were good books. I know a lot of people will put them in the top 10 books of, you know, all time and science fiction fantasy type books. Um, I would not put them there. I would put them... Hi, they're, they're really good, very in-depth, good world-building and all that. My opinion, kind of uneven pacing and such. But either way, the sad part was Robert Jordan died before he could finish the series. Mm-hmm. He knew he was in bad health, mm-hmm. and after he finished book 11, he made detailed, just ridiculously oh, yeah. detailed notes about book 12. That was going to be the last book. He said he didn't care how big it was going to be. His books had gotten up to the 1,000-page mark. Mm-hmm. He didn't care if it was going to be 2,000 or more. This last one was going to be it. Then unfortunately he passed away before he could write it. Well, his widow approached Sanderson because of previous interaction they had with him and asked him if he could take um, Jordan's notes and take that and move that forward mm-hmm. in, and complete the books. And, you know, I'm sure he thought about it a little bit. It was not an overnight thing. Oh, goodness, no. And he agreed to do it. Went through all the notes but decided the only way to do it was this was way too detailed. This mm-hmm. was not one book. Mm-hmm. This needed to be three books. So book 12 became 12, 13, and 14. And honestly, in reading them, I almost stopped the series about halfway through because it's like every other book is great and every other book but feels a little hard to get through. But it's because they're all disjointed, right? A little disjointed, a little slow at times, mm-hmm. and then you'll get into an incredible part. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you go back and forth. The last three books were the easiest to read. Um, they felt like the rest. He didn't make them change. There wasn't a, there wasn't a drastic change. You felt like he was reading somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. But the pacing was more consistent even yeah. and moved you towards you know the end of the story well. And it was still Jordan's story. There's no question it was still his story. Um, but anyway, so that was my first exposure. At that point, I'd also finished all of Raymond Feist's work, mm-hmm. a couple others, and was kind of struggling with what do I do next ah yes the, always the, the ever struggling I just finished all of my most recent recent authors books and they're not coming out with new ones until next year yeah what do you read what do you read next 
and I don't know how you pick books, B-Man. I don't know if you just look at the pretty covers, look for the latest Dr. Seuss, or what. But. Are you one of those people who reads the last page of the books? I never read the last page. I never make it to the last page of the books. That's a problem. I'm a type of guy, I hate to say this, I picked up so many books in my past, where the first three or four chapters, and if I don't get caught right away, I'm usually on board right away. A lot of people are like that. But actually, you and I were talking earlier, um, my favorite author or at least my favorite stories, trilogies, was Brent Weeks. He wrote the Night Angel trilogy. And that's one of the books I bought. The first half of the book, the original first book. I was like, eh, it's kind of, almost like adult teenager in a way. Like, right. one of those type things. I'm like, it's kind of cheesy for me. And then we're halfway through, I'm like, oh, it's got pretty dark. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it got more dark. I was like, what the heck is... And the, <laughs> I literally, probably the first time in my life, I finished like half this book in like two days. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And that's, I love that trilogy. So I know where you go with this guy. Yeah. Um, as far as pick something up, what I like it usually is the cover. <laughs> I hate to say yeah. it. Oh, and I was kind of making fun of that, but honestly, I've done the same thing in the past. Mm-hmm. In, whether it is the art style or mm-hmm. what's happening on the cover or the title, sometimes it's the font used. I mean, it can be that silly. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, but you never know. The cover's... Are very important on cover any, any novels. Cover art artists are very, very, very well paid because you have to you come out yeah. out, of the, out of all the competition you have on the show. I actually designed an art cover one, or a book cover once for a friend. That is an amazing story right there. Thank you. Um, oh, I'm still talking. And she's working on pulling it up, but I don't think anyone will be able to see it. But I guess no, would. really? Uh, yeah, they can't see what you're... Oh, well, I mean, I was going to just show you Yeah, you can show and us. And you could <laughs> describe it to them. We, we could describe it. You could describe your work to, to them. Him. Or you could just describe him. your... You, you, could, wanted, you could describe your work. If you wanted, this is up to you. You could even post it on a Facebook page that I know of. <gasps> hey, yes. that's That would right. be possible. How about I just send it to you, since you're admin, I'm assuming, uh, yes. and, I'll, and you can post it on there. There we go. Hey, and works. I could post a picture of my spillage I made during that show. This is This is our first food casualty during that show. You better be lucky that these are like waterproof tables or Yasmin would kill me. We don't know who that person is. All right. So as far as Brandon Sanderson's body of work, once you get past his Wheel of Time stuff, he has a ridiculously large body of work for such a short time being out there being published. Yeah, he's been writing since he was a kid. But the actual being a published author, you know, probably the past 10, 12 years, I didn't go back and look at the exact date of his first publication. Um... But the body of work includes um, several series. Each have their own kind of take, um, their own genre, uh, their own magic system, their own world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got The Ravagers, The Stormlight Archive, The Mistborn series, Elantris, Warbreaker, The Rhythmatist, Alcatraz, Legion, uh, Infinity Blade, White Sand, and then just a whole host of short stories. And each one of these series has a number of um, books inside them. And then you got, on the other side, people like, say, George R. R. Martin, who never struggles... Yeah, never finished things, struggles to put out one book every five years, it seems like. Um, but it's their approach to writing is very different. Um, some approach it as, I'm an artist doing this one thing, I'm going to focus on this one thing. Mm-hmm. When I get stuck, I stop, take a break, so on. Mm-hmm. Sanderson is a writer through and through, and when he gets to a point where he either needs a rest mm-hmm. or he's stuck or something doesn't feel quite right, whatever the reason is that he needs to stop for a moment on one work, the way he relaxes is actually to continue writing on something else. Yeah. Either a brand new idea he had that came to him in the middle of this book or continuing on another one that's going in parallel. And if you go out to brandonsanderson.com, 
the website, he actually keeps a running um, gauge at the top of all the work he's currently doing. And you can see, he puts it in percentages, and you can see where he's currently, which books he's working on or short stories, and are they 10% done, 20, 30, whatever. Currently, he's um, 100% done on three different works and 54% done on his last book for the third draft. I mean, mm-hmm. he takes it down to which draft he's on. So it's, he stays um, very interactive with his fans, mm-hmm. and you always kind of know what's coming next. Um, and that's kind of cool. And just the way he breaks it down, he if you look at his website and go and do some research on there, you'll see how he kind of breaks down each of his stories and um, kind of flowcharts them in a way. Mm-hmm. He definitely approaches it in some ways as a science, but then once he starts writing, it's he's an artist. But yeah. he, he does a good job of mixing those two things together. I wonder what his plan is, like, like how he plans out his novels. That'd be interesting to know. Well, it would be. First of all, say you like me. Right. You know what I like. For instance, for well, instance, we we could say that for the sake of this conversation. Well, okay. not you personally, I think. But <laughs> so, say you like me, like you know what I like. Okay. I like superheroes, I like fantasy, that kind of stuff. Right. Where would you like a new reader to this guy? Where would you think I should start off reading these books? Like what series? All right. The Red Terror has an opinion over here. Oh, start this off is with Miss Start off with Miss Bourne. And I why mean, is that exactly? Because it was a really good series for one, and it I, I feel as though. Even though it technically it's only the first part of the Mistborn series, the first three books are, you, you yes. were correct, they're its own story. And they read very, very quickly, except for the last book, but I'll, I'll get to that. The first two books are very, very steady when it comes to their pace. The third book, but because I, already, I had read them all and they were all out long time by the time it got done, the third book was very, very slow paced and then completely ramped up at the end. Now... You, on the other hand, experiences from a different because you were reading them as they came out. No, actually, no. I read them the same way you did. Really, they, those three were already out. They. So, what, what was that pacing like for you then? Because the it, first two were just great. The third one goes. was good. I, I want to say the, the worst book I've read of his is the third book of the Mistborn series, and it was really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, when you you know when you put it on a curve there, yeah. if your worst book is really, really good, it's almost like saying you know. Which episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from Joss Whedon was his worst one? His worst one is better than most of what's on television today. So put it in in context, Mm. there was a lot of repetition, things that it felt like, okay, this book is maybe, I don't remember the exact count, but say it's 500 pages, you could have probably finished it in 250. Or if it was a 250-page book, you could have finished it in 125. You could have finished it in 100 pages. But if you were reading them as they came out, and you needed to be reminded of what you'd read last time, Maybe it would have felt different. That, made, that would have made more sense. Um, now, you have only read his Mistborn series. Correct. Nothing else. I'm, I'm getting into the second part soon. All right. I have read, at this point, every single book he has put out, minus one series, which is aimed at a very young crowd. Uh, he has a couple of young adult series. Um, there's one, The Rhythmatist, I have not read yet. But I've read everything else, else he's put out. And I recommended Mistborn to you. To me. And to answer your question, it depends... What I would recommend to a person depends on a number of things. Based on what you said, liking superheroes and liking fantasy and knowing your age, yes, Mistborn is what I'd recommend knowing first. Knowing my age? You're not a 13, 14-year-old kid. Yeah, she is. Not quite. Not quite. Not Even quite. though, technically, I could pass for a high school sometimes. That's interesting. But for... Mistborn gives you a fantasy series okay. that blends fantasy with a little bit of steampunk-like feel. Mm-hmm. It blends those two things together. 
and the pacing on it is very, very quick overall, especially book one. Book one is very much um, like watching the first Matrix movie. I can even see a lot of the action happening in the book on screen looking like um, you felt when you watched The Matrix for the first time. The running around on the walls, the, the dodging of the bullets and other stuff. It it would have that kind of a feel to it, and you would probably enjoy Mistborn. Well, most. as long as the book two is like Matrix 2, because that would kind no. of bother me. no. Stop after Matrix 1 and forget Matrix 2 and 3. Okay. Yeah. Just pretend those don't exist. Okay. And um, you won't have to worry about it. Okay. But don't stop after Mistborn 1. So that's, those are the first ones I recommend. However, on the superhero side, he does have another one that does fall into that young adult um, area, but it's an older young adult area. It's not aimed at the youngest age. So it's like age 25? Well, anything probably from 16 to mid-20s is mm-hmm. probably the target. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here in my upper 40s and enjoying it. Um, This is the Ravager series. And this is one, what if superpowers existed in the real world? And in this series, and I'm going to, for any of these books I talk about, it's going to be very non-spoiler. So I'm not going to have to say spoiler alert. This is very non-spoiler. This is what you get off of reading the inside flap or the back cover of the book, that type of feeling. Um, But with my own take on it. Uh, the Ravagers is based on a world, like I said, with superpowers existed. There was an event that happened, and after that event, powers manifested among a certain percentage of the population. But anyone with powers turned evil. Mm-hmm. And this is the story you're following a group called the Ravagers, who are the ones who fight. They're human, normal, no powers, who fight against the evil tyrants, the evil villains, the, you know, pick your favorite supervillain, the Magnetos and others of the world. Um... Is very good. It's a three three book series with one short story in the middle. Um, the series was um, Steelheart, Mitosis is the short story, and then Firefight and Calamity, and that one was great. And that one actually got better with every single book. Mm. The first one was probably the worst of that of that series. And again, it was very very good, mm-hmm. but it started with the worst book and got better and better with every single book, which is yeah. what you'd hope would happen mm-hmm. with any series. I'm also thinking too. I mean, he has. T- Tons of books. Yeah, he does. Went to the bookstore the other day. I tried to pick one up. Yeah. Thinking about it. And the book is huge. I mean, it was gigantic. So this guy has tons of books. Huge, thick books. He's 41 years old. Yeah. So I, 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 part of me wonders, this is really all him? It's all him. It is. When you meet him at a convention, listen to him talk, and read through his website, and walk, and um, he also teaches writing classes. Okay. When you listen to his process and how he does this, like you understand how fast he writes. Um, and again, take George R. R. Martin, who's taken, like I said, almost, what, two, three, four, maybe five years mm-hmm. to put out the next um, book for all the Game of Thrones fans. Okay. Um, he's taken a lot of that time, you know, doing nothing. Sanderson doesn't do that. Yeah. He sits down and moves. Yeah. But he also has it all very um, outlined out. He knows what's happening um, he has a lot of it planned out for multiple books at a time. He's very disciplined. He has tons of awards getting that. Oh, yeah. Um, other books that I would um, say, well, first, we said Mistborn. Mistborn is the fantasy series, and this is one that he is probably best known for long-term because it's, it's, it's the one where he has the most books. Currently, there are six books and then several short stories within the Mistborn world. Mm-hmm. And his plan was to do a, uh, multiple sets of trilogies. In different eras of this world, um, it it is fun, fast paced, good characterization. Um, definitely, what I'd recommend to most people to get used to Stan- Sanderson's writing style. 
because he definitely, every writer has a style. Getting used to his style, I think, is key, and finding out if it's a style that appeals to you. It probably is not going to appeal to everybody, because mm-hmm. one big thing is, he loves happy endings. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a I don't spoiler, know. but overall... I, bittersweet endings. Maybe sometimes bittersweet, like but think the original Star Wars. Go back to 1977. Mm-hmm. Okay, at the end of Star Wars, there's a whole lot of pilots didn't make it out of that Death Star run. Mm-hmm. You weren't alive yet, by the way. Yeah, but I've still seen it. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan Shut Kenobi <laughs> did not make it out of that movie. A key character in that story did not make it out. And he hadn't died, though. Right. But overall, the good guys won. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by um, Sanderson has been influenced by the same stuff that we've been influenced by. Mm-hmm. And the reason we enjoy these types of um, movies, books, comics, whatever, mm-hmm. is all this stuff we watched and read growing up. He was influenced by the same thing. So, um, I would say reading The Matrix, or sorry, reading Mistborn, I compared it to The Matrix before, I would say the better comparison is probably Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It, it has a very Star Wars feel very to it. Very much so, especially that first book. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that with each one of his. And you're going to get some fantastic action sequences. Mm-hmm. You're going to get um, some incredible world building. Every world he writes feels real, like it's existed for a long time. Um, unique trees, unique um, grass, unique financial systems, unique magic systems. Magic is a big deal with each one of his series. Um, his, his magic systems are always very cool, very unique. Um, and his characterizations, mm-hmm. I, I just love them. A lot of people will actually complain about those. And these are the people who are, Sanderson is not for them. Some people will say his characters are not deep enough. Well, for me, Luke, Leia, and Han are deep enough characters. Those are the kind of characters you're going to get in a mm-hmm. Sanderson work. That doesn't mean you're going to get some every so often that are deeper, but those are kind of the level of it. And just like in Star Wars, you're going to get a combination of action, drama, romance. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff in his, in his most um, epic fantasy that's going to hit on the, you know, Aragorn falling in love with the elf and will they or won't they oh, and even so on. Oh, that's such a disappointing. Are you okay? Are you uh, be okay? Nothing. It's fine. No, voice no. your opinion because nobody, everybody cares. The very really. last book care. of Aragon was probably the biggest disappointment in the entire series. And the movie, we don't talk about the movie. But I love them. They were good, the but it's like, great. The, listen, hear me out. The very last end of the third book. Honest opinion. Of the book or the movie? No, we don't talk about the movie. Well, let me well see, I can't talk about the book because I cannot stand reading Tolkien's work. And I'm actually not talking about Aragon. Not Aragorn. I said Aragorn. Oh, Aragorn. I Lord of the Rings. Aragorn. Lord what the heck are you talking about? I was talking about the Aragorn series. What the heck is the Aragorn series? Something you haven't read, apparently. This, one, okay. this one was one that was aimed at a young adult audience. Which the is, first one was made into a movie. First it was, was a straight... That one with the dragon? Yeah, straight yeah. Star Wars ripoff yeah, that was, with that dragons. That was a completely a Star yeah, Wars ripoff. pretty much. Yes. It was a Star Wars ripoff with dragons. Yeah. The first two books were good. Okay. And then the third book completely went off the deep end. Yeah, no, I haven't read those. No, yeah. I was saying Aragorn. So, if you're reading Lord of the Rings in an epic mm-hmm. fantasy, yeah. but you still have that romance bit yeah. in it, um, Twilight, there is stuff in some of Sanderson's books that will remind you of some of the romance from Twilight. Not the whole corny story of everything. Which is absolutely I, terrible. See, now I'm not going to read it now. Now I'm, I I'm now turned off now. You read Twilight? You had read, read Twilight? No, but I've watched the movies many times. I happen Why to enjoy that. Why did you do that? that? You read the, wait, who who no, tied you up and kidnapped you? I will explain. Who did this? I, I, no, you need to explain this. Yes. Okay. I would be what would be referred to as a geek Renaissance man, maybe. 
Um, <laughs> I enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did too. I, think I we enjoy all did. The Crow. I love The I Crow. I love The Crow. First movie. I, I enjoy The Music Man and Sound of Music. I enjoy wow. Grey's Anatomy on television. I enjoy Castle and Firefly on television. Now, again, why did you enjoy the Twilight series? I enjoy, that's where I was heading. Not only did I enjoy all those things I talked about, I enjoyed Dawson's Creek. And if you enjoyed Dawson's Creek, you were probably going to enjoy the Twilight series. Because it blended both the Vampire Slayer and Dawson's Creek into one. And I, you know, got to so, say. So, you love the Twilight series. You love the Twilight series. You're saying that you like that? Yeah. You I, if I've watched them multiple but times. But you hated Captain America Civil War. I'm just going back there for a second here. I'm just throwing that out there. You think Suicide Squad's Avengers level? He's not, he's not gonna let this go. And no, I'm not gonna let this go. Yeah. And and I I don't why? And see, I'm not gonna Twilight. So, I'll say this: Twilight, there are actually there are actually really? two episodes. Even though this is gonna contradict what I said a few minutes ago, there are two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer I cannot stand. I love Buffy and I love Joss. There are two of those I can't stand. That's how I um, justified not liking Civil War. But you like Twilight. I tried, no, and I, I made a deal with my wife a while ago. Because, you know, I was trashing those movies and the book okay. jacket and stuff. Shiny okay. vamp, whatever. Yeah. So you can't trash them unless you read it or watched it. Okay. Now, to be okay. honest, I never Got even it. tried reading the first. Never even tried reading it. Don't. Read it's like crack. I haven't read them. I watched some of the first movie. I couldn't get through it. It was terrible. First of all, the acting was horrible, horrendous was acting. That Kristen Stewart lady, whatever her name is, her name. I always feel bad for those yeah. actors. No, I don't feel bad for her. They were trying their best. No, she wasn't trying her best. Yeah. She has. I actually like her acting. There's Did something you? about her style. Something about her style of doing Kristen absolutely Stewart nothing. Kristen Stewart in other movies. Yes, she's really I have. Good in other movies. She was good in Panic Room because she did the same thing the entire time. She. But there's some actors who can get away with that. Think about John Wayne. Was John Wayne really all that different movie to movie? No, but I love John Wayne. If you John know? Wayne was an actor today, he wouldn't last. John wouldn't Wayne would last. last any time. No, he would not last any time. He's good first class thing. If Al Pacino started off with his yeah. acting ability today that he was back in the day, mm-hmm. he wouldn't last either. Al Pacino? Al Pacino. Now, Godfather again, don't get me wrong. <laughs> One of the greatest works ever, but still. I had to say you... Don't be stepping on are your one listener's toes for a second there. I'm not, uh, if this one listener was a Twilight fan, you can hit us up on Facebook and, and tell me I'm wrong. But the Twilight Saga, if you're comparing this book, which I'm, I'm now interested in, to the Twilight Saga... And I'm actually not comparing the Mistborn one to that. I'm comparing a different one to Lord of the Rings. But I would say the bit that was more in the movies than in the books, from what I understand... But the bits in the movies of Lord of the Rings that focused on the romance between Aragorn and the elf princess and would they get together and what was going to happen there, I would say that little bit of that overall um, epic was a little Twilight-like. There's a little bit of some of his books that at moments, to me, have that same kind of romance and that appeal. If you like romance with, between characters, you're going to get that. If you like action, you're going to get a ton of that. But there's a little bit of every, something for everybody in his books. I am just shocked right now. I can't even comprehend well, I mean, this one. On a serious note, though, if you look back on any book written today, or at least in the past ten years, you're going to find Tolkien somewhere in there. Yeah. You're, I mean, Tolkien is like the well, primordial... Here's, here's the deal. I actually tried on a couple of different... I loved the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Loved them. Yes. I tried my hardest to read Fellowship of the Ring. I had to put that book down, like, and I put it up. Maybe it was bad. Every other page was a song. Yeah, it was just so boring, so dragged out, and I I couldn't do it. But the movies were amazing. You're right. I, 
I'm right there with you. I feel exactly so, the same way. And I mean, it's not as good. Don't get me wrong. Lord of the Rings is not as good as Twilight. I'm sure. But I'm just saying Twilight. What? <laughs> you know, maybe next show you should have a show about your intervention time. Okay, my intervention. I will Got give. You, I, I will level with you a little bit. When I was, when did the Twilight books come out? When I was like 14, 15? I read the first book like sixty times because I was okay. like fifteen. Okay. And oh that's my what, god. I was 15. That's what 15-year-olds did. They read and, trash novels. And watched Dawson's Creek. I actually didn't watch Dawson's Creek. Well, Dawson's Creek was back in the 90s. She wasn't alive. Okay, well, there's that. That was, what, 95? 96? He was at the same time as Buffy. And, so well, I was like, no, I'd be like 98 then, right? Yeah, it was, you know. It, I was seven. Okay, so anyways, back to... <laughs> so back to Sanderson a little yeah. bit. I was going to go yeah. through each of the other series to give you an idea. In case one of them happens to jump out at you is the one that you feel like you should start with. If you don't agree that Mistborn is the right one, um, White Sand is actually a comic that he's doing. It fits in with the rest of his books as far as the style. I do not know the artist. I should know that. It's terrible. But uh, they've put mm-hmm. out one graphic novel so far. It's going to be a series of graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So White Sand is that. Um, takes place, imagine this, on the sands in a desert area. Mm-hmm. Their magic system uses water in order to do their magic. Um, in the desert. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're following a character who didn't have what it took to really be, you know, all he could ever be, you know. Guess what? He's the character you're following. Mm -hmm. He gets to become all he can be. be. Um, But it's really good. Start off as a C student. (laughs) You've got the Infinity Blade books, which were actually um, novels based on the Infinity Blade games. I've actually heard of that. I can't think of what that was. Straight fantasy. Mm -hmm. Straight fantasy novels. Okay. Um, Legion. Legion are two, they're, they're not short stories. He would call them novellas. Mm-hmm. Legion is not the X-Men Legion that's about to start on TV here in the next week. Mm-hmm. That Legion, which mm-hmm. looks, looks great, mm-hmm. is based you know, on the X-Men universe and all that. This Legion is based on a character who's a detective, who's incredibly intelligent, very much like Sherlock Holmes or any of these other characters you see on TV today. Right, There's nothing right. unique in that aspect. What is unique is his aspects, the different way he categorizes his knowledge. He has absorbed so much knowledge that it's actually, at one point in his past, was driving him crazy. So he had to compartmentalize all that knowledge, and he started seeing imaginary people. Not seeing them like he's going crazy. He compartmentalized them and created he, he a character. He developed multiple different personalities to, to store all the separate knowledge. Yes, except he does not manifest that multiple personality. Mm-hmm. He sees them. Nobody else can see them. He has conversations with them. People could only hear his half of the conversation. He stays himself. So it'd be like so it'd be one extra person. Then. More of a schizophrenia type thing. Okay. And he actually owns a home with like 40 or 50 rooms in it. And he has a room for each of them. He has to live in a way that to him, mm-hmm. they are all real. He mm-hmm. knows they're not. He admits they're not. But he has to live in a way that they are, are real. Mm-hmm. They don't all look like him. You've got men, women, young, old, large, small, and so on. Right. But one might be a linguistic um, specialist. One is an uh, archaeologist. One is... Um, Home, nuclear physics, you know, whatever. He has all these different specialists, and he's able to tap into all that knowledge and use it to solve crimes. And it actually works. As weird as that sounds, it works really well. That actually sounds really interesting. It is cool. Somewhat read. It is actually a lot like Sherlock Holmes when he does his memory palace. Yeah. Yeah. So um, another one is Alcatraz versus. It's always Alcatraz versus something. So the first one was Alcatraz versus the evil librarians. This is another young adult one. This is kind of his middle mm-hmm. age one for um, young, the young adult stuff. It is definitely aimed at the Harry Potter crowd. 
Right. I read the first one. I and I, I mean I've not read the rest of the series because again this one was aimed at younger ages. Um, it was fun. They actually make fun of a little bit of Harry Potter stuff in there, but in a way where you can tell he was a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. So he's making fun of some of the stuff that anybody who was a fan would still make fun of. So there's the Alcatraz series. You've got Warbreaker. It's a world where colors are used for magic. So in order to cast magic, you drain color from something and cast magic. Um, this one revolves around a peace treaty to where somebody is being sent um, to marry this warlord who's in charge of everything mm -hmm. so that their land does not get destroyed. And it's this girl who she's been raised her entire life to be, um, to be, to, the bride. to be this, to be the bride. Mm -hmm. She's been trained in everything. And her sister, who's just kind of there. At the last minute, her father decides, no, I don't want to lose this daughter. So he sends the sister who wasn't trained at all. And so you get this fish out of water type story and her having to learn the whole situation. And it's cool. Does he have any standalone novels that he, a, re, a basic reader can get? Started lots, with uh, you said lots of standalone short stories, right? Tons of standalone short stories. Yeah. That might be a good way to go. A lot of the short stories definitely each one is by itself complete. Like a lot of short stories I read are like you know twenty pages. No, his short stories are like a hundred pages. Okay, so yeah. it's like a forgotten yeah. realms level type. Legion, thing. I said, is more of a novella. But okay. Legion is probably one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty pages. Mm -hmm. Legion you'd read very quickly. It, it and it'd be like watching an episode of Castle or Elementary or something like that on TV. Okay, mm -hmm. so it it gets you into the pacing to see how his writing is. Because um, that's what I, a guy like me, I got to start off with, just to make sure I can actually like this guy. Yeah. Um, Elantris was his, and I might be saying that wrong, Elantris, Elantris, um, that was his first book. That one's another fantasy world. Uh, they use glyphs and symbols to do all their magic. And I won't, to say too much about it would spoil too much of the story. Um, it definitely feels like his first book. He has progressed so much since then. Mm -hmm. It's one of the ones he's going to be coming back to. But he's written a couple of short stories in that world since then um, that are much better, and the world is really cool. Um, I read one of those short stories, if not spoil anything, so I might um, point out one of those to you later. Okay. And my favorite of the entire thing, even though I love Mistborn, my favorite, save for last, the Stormlight Archive. This is his epic fantasy. This is what he's been working on for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a 10-book series. Done in two five-book sets. He's finished, or published two books. Book three is coming. This is the one you said you saw that were gigantic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 11, 1,200 pages. Book three will be coming this November, Oathbringer. Uh, the first one was The Way of Kings. The second one is Word of Radiance. And these are definitely epic fantasy. Lord of the Rings style, uh, Wheel of Time style, epic fantasy. Long story. Lots of characters. You get into their lives. One thing I do like about him versus a lot of authors who try doing this, even people who try writing Thor or, Do or Doctor Strange, they did away with the these and the thous and trying to get fancy with the language or anything mm -hmm. else. You read it in our language. Yeah. They're just assuming it's being translated for you, and they, they go with it. Um, mm. So it reads very easily from the language side. However, it's... It is slower. It's a slower book. It's slower in that it takes a while to learn each of the characters and build up to them. Mm -hmm. But you follow a fighter. You follow a thief. You follow a warrior. You follow these different characters. So traditional D&D &D type characters? Though, traditional D&D &D style templates okay. mm -hmm. put into this unique world that he's created that you can tell are all headed towards some larger story that they're going to be um, put in together. You don't know how they're going to end up together. And even if you try guessing, you're never going to guess it. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried, and you don't see how it ends up happening, coming. But when it happens, 
That's brilliant. And it's just better okay. than you could ever hope for. And you could probably get lots of close calls, like these two people, oh, they're in the same city, oh, but now they're not. That type of thing definitely happens. Mm-hmm. Or places that you just know, oh, there it is. Best these two characters can. are finally getting together. Yeah, they're going to meet. They don't. What? Huh? Say what? Why are you going over there and you over there? What? Oh. Oh. That's cool. And you get off and so involved in the story, you don't mm-hmm. care that they didn't meet right then. Because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, my D&D, um, my DM did that to our group. Before, so he, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He started off all as separate. And then you never knew who was going to meet up with who first. Did he kill you? He's tried multiple times. <laughs> oh, okay. Thankfully, a lot of us rolled high enough. I'd kill your character. I'm sure you would. Yeah. You vengeful, evil man. Well, I will say, I did start with Mistborn. That's another reason I recommend it. Is I started with it, and it was successful getting me into all of his work. But is Mistborn still going on? Or is that over now? The first trilogy is done. The second trilogy turned into four books because while he was writing something else, he had this cool idea for like kind of a prequel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he wrote it first before getting into the main trilogy. So three books of the second trilogy are done, but the trilogy is not done. If that makes sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yes. One more book to go on it. So basically, the trilogy is. Well, but you can read the first. So three. only three books of the trilogy done so far. That makes sense. Yes. The mm-hmm. first, but the mm-hmm. first trilogy is complete. Okay. Done. You could read that and have a complete story and never touch it again and feel completely satisfied in the story. However, just like watching A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, you know there is more. More that happened in the past, more that's going to happen in the future. You want to know more, but you got a complete story. So is Sanderson kind of like your Star Wars of novelizations? Like, is he your guy? Yeah, I mean, right now. Is, right so, now. So, he's your guy. so he's actually better than Twilight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong. By a very when large say, margin. When I say I like Twilight, margin. I do not put it at the top of the list. No. I just say I happen to enjoy it. I you know. can enjoy something and not, you know, denigrate other stuff. I mean, it's like, like a Knight's Tale, for example. Love Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. I love Knight's Tale. Tale. Nice Tale. Movie. No, it's not. A, see, that's the thing. That's a, it's not a fantastic movie. Yes, it is. It's great. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. Is it a great movie? No. I wouldn't really say that. Is that kind of how you think of Twilight here? I'm going to back on this yeah, for a second. I'll put Twilight in Night's Tale category. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's where I'd put it. I'm still just when shocked watching, right now. I love my, my friend um, is a Renaissance person. They just they study the Renaissance era and the Night's era and so on and so forth. That right. movie infuriates them. Not because <laughs> of the modern music, not because of the way they talk, not because of anything else, but the fact that they said that only of noble blood can compete in the tournament and that was crap. But this this world, is a fantasy it world. It, it, it was okay. In a fantasy world, it's really okay. You can do what you want in fantasy worlds. Was Night's Tale a fantasy world, though? Yes, it was a fantasy world. Did those events ever happen? No. no. So it's immediately a fantasy yes, world. That okay, that's fantasy fair. World. Are, are yeah. you looking at me that's your definition. If that's your definition, that's, that's why you I, do I'm it. sorry to break it to your friends or your friend, but you're going to tell this individual they are incorrect on their assessments <laughs> of what I... They're still going to be mad. Yes. They can be mad. It was a parallel universe to ours where things went slightly different. Yeah. There we go. People get mad over the smallest of things. For example, I just made a mess of my food cup. You get to clean it up. I'm happy. You're mad. Are you kidding me? I'm going to make you clean it up. When I we're done, you. I do have a stack of napkins sitting over here, but they're in a bag and I didn't want to crinkle the paper yeah. and the microphone while it's going on. So I see by the clock on the, well, I started to say wall. I could look at the wall, but it wouldn't tell me anything. The clock on the iPad tells me we have one minute and 20 seconds left, so we probably. Any last questions about his work? Anything you want to say no, before we move I'm on? I'm good. I'm okay. still shocked a little bit. Lots of revelations thing. today. Yes, today was a very revealing day. Okay, just good, good. taking it all in. So that works. Um, 
So, do we have a question for next time? Yes. If you had the ability to travel back in time, keeping in mind all the negatives that could possibly come with it, right. would you still risk it? All right. That's a good question. And we don't answer it this time, but that's that's a good question. Thank you. And to go with that, we will make the main topic next time, time travel, whether it's Back to the Future, Superman. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. You Twilight. Yeah. Doctor and, uh, Who. Twilight didn't really have any time travel. Really? I don't believe no. it did. Doctor Who does, though. Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who definitely does. So we will cover quite a bit of that next time. So until then, this is John Paul. The B-Man. And our guest. Red. Red. Just red. Red Terror. Red Baron. Whatever. Signing off.